Swiss family businesses contribute 64% of the country's GDP and account for two-thirds of jobs in Switzerland. They are responsible for both family and business matters and have to maintain a balance between them. We at PwC give Swiss family businesses a voice. Welcome to another podcast episode of our PwC Family Business Stories. My name is Mercedes Grau and I'm working in business development at PwC Switzerland with having a strong focus on family businesses as well as family offices. We invited Lisa Cornwell, Web Director within our Swiss private client team for today's podcast to discuss why there has been a sharp increase in the number of high net worth individuals and families looking to relocate to another country of their choice and what should be considered when deciding to move to a new jurisdiction with a favorable tax and regulatory environment. Together with her team, Lisa focuses on problem solving for international private clients and the banks, wealth managers, trust companies and family offices working with them. So I'm looking forward to an insightful conversation with you, Lisa, and welcome you. Thank you very much, Mercedes. Well, to just begin with our conversation on relocation, I would like to ask you from a practitioner point of view, what are the major factors for high net worth individuals to think about moving to another territory and actually leave their family surroundings? Sure. So relocation, I would say, is bread and butter work for our team. We often help individuals move around the world and the drivers really range. So it could be a job or a commercial opportunity. Occasionally, it's a relationship. My girlfriend's moving abroad or my family wants to move abroad. It could be anticipating a, a future event, so a liquidity event that may be happening It could also be driven by something external, so political or economic uncertainty. Press in the UK recently have had a lot about people from Hong Kong moving, for example. And then clearly over the last 12 months, a big factor in relocation drivers is COVID-19 pandemic. Um, our billionaires report last year showed that compared to the last 12 months, many more billionaires are thinking about relocating now. And what we see is Usually, if you live in a country, you're used to being able to jump on a plane or jump in your car and go somewhere else. And, and that might be to visit family. It might be for healthcare. It might be because you have properties in other locations. And when that is taken away, as all of us have faced over the last year or so, it really forces you to consider, is this where I want to be based? So that's been a real driver for us. Finally, the thing that is kind of a constant is thinking about a change in lifestyle. So I want to retire and I've always dreamt of living in Italy. And we see that relatively often as well. Okay. So I understand that you were actually dealing with a wider variety of people from all over the world with different backgrounds. And you could say that the only thing they actually have in common, they have some sort of wealth or some uh, family office structure behind or a business running and they actually desire to live in a political stable environment with a high quality services and a, let's say relaxed atmosphere and also a nice community. Well, we all know the world is quite big, especially before Corona when we were all able to travel the world. Um, but how do you decide then where to relocate to? What What's impacting the decision of relocation? So I would say it typically falls into one of three buckets. So firstly, you'll have those individuals who come to us and they have a clear idea where they're moving to. So it might be job related. Um, and they say, I want to move to 
Switzerland. Can you help me do that? Then the, the next bucket of people would be those who are open to suggestions. So they maybe live in a particular region now. So say they live in the US and they want to move into Europe. And so then they are looking within Europe at jurisdictions that might have either a low or no tax regime or a preferential tax regime for foreigners moving into the country. And then you have the third group, which is less common, where they basically say, I don't mind where I'm based. Can you tell me about all of the different opportunities there are? And they look globally. I would say that's more uncommon because typically people do have an idea of of where they would like to be based themselves. So if they have already an idea, I think there are still quite some topics that should be considered when relocating because it's not just a decision that you make from one day to another, but there are different factors playing in. So could you specify a bit more what a proper relocation plan or program, however you call it, what should be considered or what should it be composed of? Sure. I would say there are two different areas here. So there's the soft factors and then the more technical factors. And I think they're equally important. So if we start with the soft factors, what I would say in, in the nearly 20 years I've been doing this, I haven't seen yet somebody who was able to move without considering these. And when I say without move, I mean, have a successful move where they stay in the location that they're in. And these are things like, well, where are my family? How easily can I see my family? What language is spoken in the country that I'm considering? What's the education like in that country? What kind of housing can I get? You know, if I'm used to living in a big house and now I'm going into a small apartment, does that suit me? And um, also social life. I think this can be underestimated, particularly when you're thinking about the wider family. So if you've got one family member who's very focused on work, they might be happy to go and live in the middle of nowhere, having left the big city behind. But the rest of the family might be used to being near the amenities of a big city. And honestly speaking, if it doesn't work for the family, then it's going to be very difficult in the longer run for the individual to stay where they are. So those soft factors are really quite important. And then you have the more the technical factors. So from a tax perspective, you're then looking at well, what is the specific regime here? So you have jurisdictions like Monaco, which are a low tax environment. And then in Europe, we have places like Switzerland or Malta, Italy, the UK, where they have special regimes designed to attract individuals who don't come from that country originally. You also want to look at things like how stable is that regime and how long has it been in place? Because if you move somewhere and then within a year, the rules have changed, then you may need to reconsider moving again. And, and that's not ideal. And then the last point, and it's particularly important right now, is how likely is it that, that this regime will change in the future? And the reason it's important right now is governments need to raise money to pay for handling the COVID-19 pandemic. And the cynic might say, if you're disenfranchised, so you live in a country, but you don't vote there, you're a relatively easy target to uh, for the tax rules to change. So from a tax perspective, that's the kind of starting blocks that you would look at when you're considering where to move. But then you also need to consider things like the migration rules. So how easily can I legally actually go and live in this country? And in Europe, we're, we're pretty lucky in that we have freedom of movement. Um, and even if there are quotas on how many visas are given out, it's still not too much of a process. Whereas if you're coming from a third country into Switzerland or into the UK or into Europe, 
um, there are further considerations and there might be a timing factor to consider. So how quickly can I get a visa to move into this country? Then you get all of the other kind of moving issues to think about. So if I move my furniture or I drive my car in, do I have to pay tax on that? I move my pet. Does my pet need to have any kind of immigration <laughs> considerations? And so we often also work with um, relocation agents to pick up all of that, those kind of technical issues, um, but the wider piece as well. And then the most important often for some of our clients is the business consideration. So if they have a business activity, will they continue working in that business activity? If it's a company, is that company also going to change where it is located and if not, what's the tax position of that and what tax considerations need to be done in advance to understand that? Um, and you also then need to look at, well, if I'm moving to a country and I do have a business, is there any planning available in the country I'm moving to that might be helpful? So that, those are sort of some of the technical factors that you then need to consider when you're relocating. When it comes to, I mean... Clearly, the soft factors, you, you call them like social life and so on, it's quite important. But I can hear a bit that there is some noise on, especially when it comes to taxation, so more the technical side of relocating, because I guess that's also like a major part that people want to save costs, money and so on. In the topic of taxation, are there very specific angles that you should consider when, when relocating or moving to another jurisdiction? Yeah, so for sure, from a tax perspective, the first thing you want to make sure is that one, you actually arrive in the country as a new tax resident and you're considered tax resident there. And two, that you've left the country that you were living in because you don't want to get into, you can get into a situation where you're tax resident in both places, but it tends to be either or more expensive or more compliance heavy. And then you look specifically um, at the tax rules in that location. So if we take Switzerland as an example, we have two different ways in which individuals can be taxed in Switzerland, either as an ordinary taxpayer or on the lump sum or forfait basis of taxation. And so if we take the ordinary tax basis first, in Switzerland, we have federal, cantonal and then Gemeinde or local taxes. And each canton has slightly different rates or circumstances in which tax will be charged. And then within each canton, the different gemeinders also have different rates that they will charge. And so if a client says, I'm moving to Switzerland, I want to move to Switzerland, actually, there's quite a lot to think about and kind of put the pieces of the jigsaw together to work out well, from a tax perspective, what looks the best and then fit that with well, the language, fit that with housing and schools. And you can vary your tax rate quite dramatically depending on the canton. And to give you an example, the, the top rate of tax um, in Geneva is 45%, which is quite high compared to many of the other cantons within the country. Actually, just before I move on, that's really focused on income. But also, if you're thinking longer term, you want to be looking at, well, when are gifts taxed in this particular canton and, and who will they be taxed if I make a gift to? And similarly with inheritance, what's the rates there? Can I give my heirs my assets without a charge or is there a tax rate? And so all of those considerations can, can make quite a difference when you're looking overall at where to base yourself. And then the other side is the lump sum basis of taxation, um, which is, I'd say, Switzerland's quite well known for. Not so many cantons offer this now, fewer than in the past. But effectively, these look at 
not your individual items of income in a year and everything that you have, but you agree with the tax authorities an amount that is going to be your tax base. And that's done really with a process of negotiation effectively with the tax authorities to work out what that tax base looks like. And that can be really appealing for our ultra high net worth clients. And it's something that we're doing very often is is seeking a ruling to get that agreed with the tax authorities for our clients. The other thing I think you need to really consider when you're moving in, in addition to those individual tax issues, is if you have structures. So we've talked about if you've got a company and you've got a business, but also if you've set up trusts in the past or a fund, they really need to be reviewed well in advance to make sure that you aren't going to trip over any tax issues going forward, either in the place that you've been or the place that you're going to live in as well. Wow. So quite a lot of information (laughs) in your words. I mean, I can imagine with all those things that you have to consider that there might be certain parts that are quite, yeah, or they tend to be forgotten by individuals relocating to another territory. Could you mention some of those, if there are any? Yeah. So I think things that sometimes get overlooked, and it's not just when you relocate, we see it generally with our clients, is your will that you have in place. So the testament that drives what happens to your assets or in fact, your family, if something happens to you, if you're moving, it's really, really important to get that refreshed and take legal advice to make sure you understand what position is for you living in a new country. I think also pensions, they're kind of (laughs) in a lot of jurisdictions, pretty complicated and moving from one place to another It's really important, again, to make sure you understand, well, what's the tax position if I receive the money in the country I'm in? What tax, do I, if any, do I need to pay in the country that I've left? So those two things, I would say, come up very often. And the other area is if you are picking a country to base yourself in because you intend to travel in other jurisdictions, really making sure that you are clear on how many days you can spend in each particular other country to make sure you're not also tax resident there. Because being tax resident in one place doesn't necessarily preclude you being tax resident somewhere else. And that's, I think, something that we see sometimes overlooked. And I guess, especially those two last topics that we mentioned in the beginning, that the pandemic, but also like certain political uncertainties and so on, actually led to that fact that families or also business owners are thinking more about succession planning. So I I guess relocation is also um, playing into succession planning because you're thinking like, where's the best place to actually hand over my current wealth and my running business and so on. And then the last two points about the testament and pension funds and so on are quite important to think about. Yeah, they're they're not the, the top of the list always, but they should be on the list. Agree. So actually in in a matter of times, um, I would say we can conclude our conversation by saying the pandemic was not the only um, reason over the past year that led to the fact that wealthy families uh, decided or considered relocating to another territory because of considering and rethinking their goals, structures of their family business and so on. But it makes them think about how they want to invest in the future, how they want to approach emerging risks and so on, and actually leads to the fact that they're thinking, well, maybe we can also move to another jurisdiction, to another nice country. And I think 
there are a lot of factors that should be considered where it might be of help to reach out to the right experts, like as you mentioned it earlier, also relocation agencies, but also tax experts as you and your team can help with. Thank you very much for this interesting conversation, Lisa, and, and all these insights. Thank you. And I'm looking forward maybe to another conversation to deepen the topic a bit more. Great. Thanks, Mercedes. 